Warning. Elements of real-world religion are used in this podcast to serve the purposes of a work of fiction. They are to drive the drama forward and are not intended to be taken as a statement of opinion by the players. Thank you for listening. All right. We have three more folks. Um, all right. So I don't know if this is a thing or if this is just um, old grain got worms, but you said the sacks of feed that are in this barn with us, they are, they're old, they're useless, they're full of bugs at this yep. point, right? Um, <laughs> um, I'd like to investigate a little further. I'd like to see if there's like a store's brand on this, uh, on this grain, see if the, the bugs are, are they natural or, or naturally occurring or are they part of whatever befell this town? I just want to do like a general investigation check on the contents of the barn, basically. Okay. all right. Because at least if we know if there's one store selling cursed grain, we don't go to that store. <laughs> it's Walmart. Uh, and that's a natural one. That sucks the butt. That's all the butt sucking in one one in one one compact roll. Let's <laughs> eat all of the spinach and romaine lettuce. Yep, I, I'm tasting it. I'll just it all just tastes like bugs to me. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I rub it on my face and well, my eyes. You know, maggots are good for fishing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's some related. We're in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and go fishing in Arizona. <laughs> that's where natural one gets you. Dirt, dirt fishing. <laughs> there yeah. are rivers in Arizona. <laughs> These aren't river. actually maggots. These are very tiny snakes. <laughs> <laughs> They're adorable. Look at them. <laughs> Give them kisses. <laughs> Put Alistair in the suck zone. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's where temperance was. <laughs> usually. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> It's harder to be in the suck zone when you're sad. Well, yeah, you make it work. It depends on what end of the sucking you're on, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> a sad blowjob. <laughs> Ever got a handy from a clown? It's <laughs> <laughs> unrelated, I'm just curious. It's really weird, the gloves are too big. <laughs> he starts twisting it up like a balloon animal, it's no yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you start to get head from a clown and the, the squeaky nose keeps Look, it's a dog! Voice. No, it's not! Stop! <laughs> That's supposed to be a dog! You're right, it's supposed to be a flower. (laughs) (laughs) That's even more painful. Make me a bicycle clown. (laughs) It's a hat. Clownsicle. Anyway. That's all stupid. I suck at rolling dice. Somebody else make me feel better. I haven't laughed this hard in a while. (laughs) Alright, it's because the world's been so depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Check and bait. So I am going to tell Doc to... um, we have friends over there. You may want to see if they need help, and I'll point to wherever these two chuckleheads are. There's and just then, a store with a dust cloud and like arms and legs yeah. sticking out of it, like a Looney Tunes. For my skill challenge, I want to like really keep an eye on this barn and see if I see any signs that the paratons are going to come after us, so okay. I can alert the party. Like, so I'll say, "I'll oh, watch these critters in the barn. You help my friends, and I will see if I can make this roll and fucking kill anybody." Good job, Yay. thanks, bud. It's what we all want. Um, can I guide time. myself before I do this? Uh, it has a verbal component. Nah. Verbal uh, components, man. They're the worst. They really are, and it's, almost every spell has them. What is my perception there? This. So the 21. spell for the nice. sorcerers is really cool. Six 21 is, is huge. Sticks to snakes. And uh, Doc, if you are going to go out venturing to help the other party members, I'm going to throw you a bardic inspiration die. <gasps> Sorry, you're multi-classed. Forgot about that. Bard. Me? No, I'm straight up bard. Pure bard. How are you inspiring? Bard for days. That's right. You're not a warlock anymore. Um, I'm telling you. uh, Um, I basically, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the layout as far as we knew it, and I, you know, you look like you're keen with a rifle. So if you were to take this route behind our where our wagon was, there's a stump, and you can go from the stump to there, and I'm sure you can make that shot in through that window if you were, if you were there, keen eye like yours. If you were some sort of sharpshooter. I'm going you had a feet. to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna actually uh, go up and like pet the side of my horse's face and uh, whisper into its ear and kind of slap it on the front shoulder and try to get it to go over to the caravan with. I can see the caravan, right? Mm-hmm. Over to the caravan with the rest of the animals, and then I'm gonna maneuver behind the stump that I was just informed about. Uh, try to use animal handling to get yeah. to get the horse out of the the mix. That seems very legit. It's <clears throat> a so twelve. Okay then. Nice are cold today. Yeah, they are. Well, they're rusty. They're full of worms. Full of worms. <laughs> worm dice. This summer you'll have worm so, dice. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to add Brian's part of inspiration. Oh, yeah. 
Is it D8? Yeah. Yep. Roll that spicy wiener. Let's go with this purple looking. I mean, this was literally a D8 I gave you. You could have just rolled it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> red, right? Use the red. No, no, yes, no. Your yeah. dice have been shitty. <laughs> yeah, no, they've been over so there in the quarantine zone. Plus no, three, fifteen. Actually, fifteen's good enough. We'll move you into the good pile. Mm. You're, not, you're not over here in the suck zone. <laughs> <laughs> bad, good, and suck. suck yeah, <laughs> she's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the suck. <laughs> the bad and the sucky. Uh, guess which one temperance is? <laughs> All of them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's a bundle deal. Depends on the day. Yeah, it depends on how early in the shift you catch her. <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention too before I forgot again. Uh, in in um, relate uh, regards to what I've been doing, uh, I figured I could also have an easier in with the Indians based on my um, folk hero background. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe. maybe Let's see what an in with. Um, you were hanging around with Mary Tarhi's tribe for a while. So. Yes. Forget she is Blackfoot, Shoshone. From like Idaho, so yeah, like, I don't know how much contact they would have with the probably not a hell of a lot, but still, I think better than nothing. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say she'd a hoe. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't say it. I was gonna. <laughs> what, what I'd say is that maybe just uh, being in contact with different native tribes and being friends with Mary, I've had I have like effects on me. Like maybe I have like a a leather uh, like holster for my gun that's made out of like buckskin with fringe yeah. and like beadwork on it and like you know like a necklace or knickknacks. Oh, yeah, like, like your riding pants or whatever. Th- probably things, like a deerskin. Yeah, kind of, things yeah. here and there yeah. that were gifted to me by the n- native tribes so that like I I definitely upon first blush I'm like they're like that's a white man but that's a white man that definitely is cool with some of the native tribes out here so yeah. I, 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 we won't sorry, instantly kill him and we'll maybe ask a question first. Dude, that seems very appropriate. Do you, But do you know the color of the wind? That <laughs> Red, no yellow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thanks to you, Levi, busting into a store and smashing and grabbing. I'm <coughs> grateful of the necessary supplies to make progress. Ernest is getting the pack animals ready for a sprint uh, as you are sort of rejoining the group together, trying to evade the various creatures that yeah. inhabit. And I will, I will cover from the point that I have moved to that. Uh, that um, Alistair informed me of. Yeah, your uh, your horse is riding alongside the caravan. It doesn't look very happy about this situation, but it's doing what you want it to do. Um, but the slower among you, <clears throat> probably being in the wagon at this point, I would think, as the wagon starts to move. Yeah, Ernest is uh, pretty sure your best bet is just going to be going to the opposite side of Peralta now that you have your supplies. Um, full on, all speed. Don't get caught by creatures. It's the only way out is through. Yeah, if they, if they start to to. Um, Pick up the pace. I, I will uh, <laughs> pace myself. I will, uh, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> I will. I will move back towards them and, and get back on the horse. If, yeah. if that's a, a thing that's happening. As you cover, you uh, you see the peritons sort of half heartedly pursuing, and they they lose interest. It seems like it's too much of a catch. Essentially, too many successes have been scored against the peritons. Yeah. Ernest hits the power locks on the wagon. And just <laughs> We're in a bad neighborhood. He flicks the nuts. Did Temperance and I get to see Doc? Uh, so two of you are coming back to the caravan as it's moving along. Mm-hmm. And Doc, if you're looking, we see uh, the form of Temperance, Wait. as well as a man carrying a box that is obscuring his entire upper body. Yeah. Well, Temperance uh, is also wearing Jed's coat and hat. Yes. So a five-foot-nothing person wearing what you recognize. <laughs> Huge duster. It's <laughs> <laughs> dragging on the ground like the trail on a wedding dress, which is kind of apropos. Yeah. <laughs> Womp. But that's what you see as you are uh, riding in the wagon and they approach you. Uh, as you as you approach, I'll like kind of flick up my hat and be like, it's temperance, it's good to see you. <laughs> Doc, it's been a long time. And who are you, box man? Yeah. <laughs> Weirdo. Just, just stop for a moment. Well, as I, as I live and breathe, it's Doc. Hello. You hand with that, Levi? Yes. <laughs> Temperance just does the thing where she runs up alongside the wagon and grabs on and like yes, swings herself up and like leaves Levi to like just. <laughs> they say use your legs. I'll ju- I'll jump down and help you get the thing up, mm-hmm. and then offer my hand to shake yours. So. Oh, hearty, hearty shake. You see, you. It's good to see you. I have new gauntlets with uh, with large constrictors being uh, portrayed upon <laughs> my shake. I like shake to think that's much. how Levi introduces himself. Hi, I have large gauntlets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Are you wearing the Chanel gauntlets? Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, during the handshake, I'll so, actually I'll turn the top of your hand up to look at yeah. it and go like, "That's oh, very nice." Well, thank you, sir. You're not looking so bad yourself. Well, it's been a it's been a long road. And I'm not wearing my heavy armor anymore either. Uh, it's just uh, like basically like some hide armor over the usual nice suit. 
Where are the uh, rest of our companions? Well, why don't we talk about that on the way? Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, urgency is of is uh, something we should be observing right now. The uh, the wagon is making pretty good time. Ernest gets the pack animals up to a sprint. Um, the city of Peralta, while occupying you know about a thousand people at its heyday, is actually fairly small in terms of footprint. The main thoroughfare is only about a mile long, and so these animals can go most of the way on a sprint. Um, you evade the peritons without any issue, but as you are making a lot of commotion, and the wagon's picking up sound and speed and kicking up clouds of dirt, you see these creatures, these spider-like creatures, start to emerge from buildings. And there's a lot more than you thought there were. These are the ones that Levi saw? Yeah. Mm. And uh, you thought maybe they might shun the light since they were all inside of buildings when you encountered them? Sure. But they are very rapid in their expansion out from all these closed-up structures and begin to fill the road and sprint at a similar rate of speed as your pack animals. That's... Well, uh, to quote our little friend, uh, it's real bad. Let's <laughs> nod quietly. Uh, okay. So we... How many are there? Dozens. <laughs> they have these like low-hanging, paunchy, purple bellies with these really thin, gangly limbs and spider-like faces. They're sort of running like Gumby. Oh that wow! That's just lifting one leg up and going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't have much in the terms of, of crowd control here. Uh, individuals, yes, handle those quite well. But, uh... Oh, he knows what these are, but Doc is not. <laughs> the best I can do is probably... Uh, since I'm probably on Hagar, my steed, uh, I can... Is he horrible? No. No, <laughs> no he's actually wonderful. H- Hagar, named after the um, after the whore in uh, the book... In, in, the, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. No. You no, you're the New Testament whore. <laughs> she's the one who, she's, she took in some of the... Um, some of the some of the saints, I forget who, uh, when they were traveling or something like that, in the book of Joshua. In any event, uh, Levi will call out, well, as quietly as he can, or ride up. Uh, on, I can go. I can keep them distracted while you make a getaway. Is that what we're aiming to do? Get away? Well, I should say so. We can fire that gun of yours. It's going to attract that dragon. Well, let's go then. Mr. Williams, I have heard that so many times in my life. <laughs> you best come out of this alive. I am barren, two men. Uh, it gives you a smile and a wink. I didn't know you cared. Can I try to make an insight check about that comment? I say, he says that slyly. Fifteen? You know Butterfly? what happened. What's that? You know what happened. Cowboys versus aliens. Oh, wow. Great sound. Yeah. Mm. Jake Lonergan's thing. Can I nature check these spider creatures? I don't think um, I've done that. I don't know if I've seen them. Maybe. I'm yeah, I'll give it a nature check. Nature seems fine. Uh, before, do I have time to cast spells on myself before going in? Yeah, this is this is now no holds barred. Do everything. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna do shield of faith on myself. Yeah, you know, if you're going in, hmm? it's dangerous to go alone. Take this with you. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I'm, I'm still staying outside. <laughs> I have my fucking dice. I'm and gonna I'm gonna tap. Um, my horse on its neck in a certain Whoa. spot, which lets it know that gunfire is about to happen. Okay. I, have, I have a train for that. Cool. 13 on my nature check. Though. 13 on nature? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a spider, except for the paunchy belly and the four limbs thing. And they're about, they, you said they're pretty short, right? Yeah, they're maybe like four, four and a half feet tall. So they're more apt to attack my horse. I'm going to attack, I'm, excuse me, I'm going to attack my horse. Attack my horse, bam! I just wanted to succeed on the roll, and it wasn't expecting <laughs> shit. Shoot the horse. Eat than my heavenly steed instead. <laughs> I'll cast Sanctuary on my on my. Did you tell that to all the girls? <laughs> eat my heavenly steed? <laughs> and, actually, and actually, I won't cast, uh, since they're at horse level, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on the horse as well. Okay. Uh, and so it has Sanctuary... And shield of faith. Concentration. That's big. Correct. Yeah. Raise shields. And, that, and, and I'll try to cast it just as I'm going to the thick of them. And my goal is not necessarily to. And plus, this this frees me up to attack them myself. Yes. With my uh, quarterstaff. My code is one. Uh, my goal is not to wipe them out necessarily, but more to get them to either rout or uh, or just buy them enough time to get a clear distance away. Well, let's start with this. Um, it sounds like you are obviously being a decoy to get them to not go after the caravan. Basically. I would like a deception check with advantage because you're putting yourself at risk. 
Sounds good, bud. So it's either a 22 or a 14. I'm going to go with 22. Not the 14? Okay. <laughs> Acceptable. Maybe next time. I accept you. Josh, I don't want to be a rules jerk, but Shield of Faith is concentration. Yes, it is. I thought you were talking about Sanctuary. Oh, you Sanct- said you cast Shield of Faith on you and your horse. No, I've got, no, you changed his mind. I, oh, okay. I said I'm not going to do it on myself. I, I misunderstood what you gotcha. said. Gotcha. No, no, just, just Shield of Faith, Shield of Faith, and fish. Sanctuary. Shield of Faith. Oh, <laughs> I'm the only one. Sanctuary is awesome. <laughs> No, I, I appreciate you checking, but yeah, it's I'm leaving myself out uh, with much just my regular races. I was hoping in my other game that I could cast Shield of Faith on two things at once because oh, I, I missed it. <laughs> How many lanterns is that anyway? <laughs> Keep forgetting. This frees me up to cast things like like Compelled Duel if I have to. Okay. Uh, we're not going to go to a full-fledged combat for just you versus a bunch of these moops. They're going to get a bunch of attack rolls on you, and then if you choose to break and free, mm-hmm. free flee, you may do so uh, with simplicity. But okay. for right now, you're going to take some attack rolls. Um, Sounds good. Your horse has Sanctuary, so I'm doing Wisdom saves. Yes. And then the horse has AC of what? Uh, it's a War Horse, so I need to check up the stats on that. Got a War Horse. That's whatever horror that is. Horse. <laughs> horror Horse. Horror Horse. Horror Horse. House yeah. of Horrors. <laughs> horror 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 Horrors. So it's normal AC is 11, so now it's 13. So it's 13, okay. Uh, it's going to be eating 12 attacks. Oh. Okay, does well, have make a, 12 wisdom saves. It doesn't have any kind of, like, barding for being a celestial mountain. Uh, it doesn't, really it doesn't necessarily come with one. It's two at a time. Uh, what's the DC? The DC is going to be 15. 15 is the DC, okay. So two fails. That's something left. Four fails. Yeah. Uh, more fails. Six. Uh, Alright, I got one success at eight rolls so far. Two successes at ten. And four successes at all 12. So four attack rolls coming in hot. Okay, AC 13. Blip. So we have two misses. Mm-hmm. And one hit from okay. one of these bastards. No problem. By the way, did you have a Xanathar's here? I forgot to bring mine. I do. Oh, yep. yep. I mean, like five there. copies. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody whipped whip, <laughs> whip, 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 out of Excuse me while I whip this out. That is get covered in books. Thanks. I feel like it's appropriate. I feel like I'm remiss for not watching that, but I just can't. <laughs> just couldn't do it? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> for some um, reason, I just pictured the scene from Airplane where he gets uh, on the dance floor and he flings yeah. his jacket and it comes back and hits. Your horse isn't immune to poison or anything, right? Uh, it's it's not, no. Okay. Uh, it's going to take 11 total damage. Okay, it's still up. And it must take a DC 11 constitution. <coughs> okay. Horses are shit at constitution. <laughs> so that's going to be... Yeah, they're actually not that great. Turns out. No, they're just creatures. They're not. You look at it wrong, and its stomach so rolls nor- into a knot. And you so have normally shirt. it would have only a ten, but because of my charisma bonus, it has a fourteen. But, uh, it's got dark. Really, really resistant to piercing damage. Have you ever hey, seen splinter removals from horses mm-hmm. on YouTube? No. Splinters in horse language are branches this long. And they get stuck under their musculature. And if I get a, if I get around to uh, to cure wounds on the horse, I'll I do that too. Thought floating was bad. You do. Yep. What's you that? are actually you have to file uh, their teeth down. Oh. So yeah, you. you your horse weathers a storm of attacks from these little creatures before you're able to wheel it through and kind of draw them through the rest of the town. Mm-hmm. Um, I blow a second level slot for that with the cure wounds. Sounds so good. The horse will get a, ten, a fourteen back. Healthy, like a horse, like a horse. <laughs> and whatever with whatever time I have, I'll I'll just be plowing some out of the way with uh, my quarter staff. Okay. You, uh, <clears throat> because you're just one guy on a horse, not pulling a wagon, you actually are able to break from them and then start to catch up to your party members again. All right. Uh, you're actually outrunning these guys pretty well now. It seems like they can sprint as fast as your horse for a little while, but they don't have the same endurance that your horse does. Yeah, <clears throat> the horse has a movement speed of 60 feet. Yeah. These guys having some trouble keeping up now, but they are still in pursuit. And what you see is actually another man who's on the trail. He's on a horse himself. Um, he appears to be, uh, he's a human, but he's got sort of darker skin, um, you know, like a Mediterranean kind of look to him. A little bit short, uh, balding on top, but he is waving you, your whole group, the, the wagon and yourself, over to the edge of what looks like a mountain pass that goes up into the Superstition Mountains. Okay. And you all see this man as well. He's like furiously waving, like, let's go, let's go, let's go this way, this way. I say we follow his direction. I mean, we're going there anyways, so... Can I uh, insight the fucker real quick? Yes. It's going to be 17. Um, He genuinely seems to have an interest in not seeing you get eaten (laughs) by Entercast. If you look behind him, he's actually waving you into an open dragon mouth. Like, right in here! (laughs) (laughs) Quick, hide in this spot! (laughs) 
as, as, you, as you ride back up to us, uh, uh, I reach into my saddlebag and I pull out a single stick of dynamite and kind of go, huh? Huh? <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, Le- Levi gives you, he doesn't say anything, he gives you that look like, like you have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought we were past this part in our relationship. <laughs> Smoke him if you got him. <laughs> so I'll go last, and if the swarm of spider critters comes up on us, I'm just going to light it, toss it, and follow the dude. You get a lot of experience points. What's that? <laughs> you get a lot of experience points. <laughs> One, two, four! <laughs> crack, crack, kaboom. <laughs> a stick of dynamite goes off at the edge of Peralta, scattering spider-like men in different directions, and you ride up uh, following this Mediterranean man into a mountain pass mm. in the Superstition Mountains. Uh, and he slows his horse down when the threat is apparently dispelled and rides alongside the wagon uh, and introduces himself to Ernest, assuming that he's your group's leader. Yeah. Um, being the guy in charge of the wagon. Uh, and he says, uh, Herminio. And he extends a hand out to Ernest, and Ernest sort of does this awkward, like, holding the reins, reaching over <laughs> his hand kind of deal. I'll ride up alongside and, aside and uh, give him a nice claspy handshake. Yeah, he, he gives it a handshake. It's a full full eye contact. You realize he's actually a, a pretty short man, maybe 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, mm-hmm. But he definitely appears to be a human man, um, maybe in his 40s. I keep the rim down low just in case the, uh, the, the eyes bug him. Uh, he doesn't seem to take any note of that. Uh, but he is sort of slowing the trail down to the point where I don't need the song anymore, and we can get something that's slightly more... It is a good song. Thank you. Can, can you throw this guy's name again? Arminio. Arminio. Can Arminio. you throw a dollar value on uh, Sticks of Dynamite? Uh, Five dollars, probably, something like that. But you can't throw a dollar value on Friendship. And really, that's what Dynamite just bought you. <laughs> <laughs> the real Friendship is the Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is how dynamite works. <laughs> Friends are great, but have you ever tried dynamite? <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on dynamite. <laughs> Herminio uh, explains that he's a, like a trapper, a hunter from Peralta, who happened to be out in the mountains trapping for bear pelts oh. when something happened in town he's not fully familiar with, but everybody he knew is gone. And so he's been just making a living for himself out in the Superstition Mountains because... That's safer than being in town. I'm uh, sorry to hear about your loss, but you did pick a good time to be out in the mountains. Well, you know, I picked the career for a reason. Says, uh, <laughs> All the damn vampires. Saving <laughs> <laughs> people. Hunting <laughs> The family business. Well, when it comes to dealing with city life or dealing with an angry bear, I- I'd like to know what I'm up against, so I like to deal with the angry bear. Turns out that served me really well. Yeah, you're still alive. Still alive, and I've got all these bear pelts to show for it. Well, of all the things you could say about an angry bear, an angry bear is honest. It is awfully kind of you to come as, as you did. Well, I got no interest in seeing any further death in that town. But there's nothing back for me anymore. Um, who has a high passive insight? Not me. Like I elf. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Um, I would have a 17. Mm. That's banging. 11. So, Elku runs. I'm very untrusting of other fucking buddy. Mm. That is fair. I got a Deserved. word for that. It's called paranoia. <laughs> it's called being a minority. Yeah, it's called being a minority. <laughs> yeah, there are some things that happened in the past that are best left unsaid. Let's just say uh, I'm careful now. <laughs> um, when he speaks of the people of Peralta, he is extremely forward about it to the point where you suspect he doesn't really care that they're not there anymore. He, maybe he just never saw himself as one of them or something like that. But you're, you're picking up on the fact that, like, any remorse is feigned. He, or not remorse, that's the wrong word for it. Any mourning, any any sense of that, like, he just, he doesn't it's really, truly, honestly it. care. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like, they were people, they died, it's kind of sad, but... Yeah. Yeah. We moved on. Yeah. It, is, it is a distant thing for him. It's not buggy horse feed, though. Yeah. Now I've taken a bear for my wife, and I'm all set. Right. Uh, what does he tell us about what happened? Uh, he says he was out trapping in the wilderness in the Superstition Mountains. Now, a, a bit of a geography lesson for us, because I had to learn. Um, Superstition Mountains, I was under the impression, were much like every image I have in my head of Arizona, which is to say rocky and sandy and deserty and scrubland and stuff like that. Not true at all. Mm. Superstition Mountains are actually uh, a lot like around here. Uh, it's a lot of big pine forests and stuff like that, uh, sloping terrain, uh, actually very rich soil. Um, so the Superstition Mountains are a mesa. That rises, uh, I believe it's 2,000 feet or so off of the desert floor. So Peralta itself is quite deserty. But as soon as you get into the mountain pass, you actually start to see woodland. 
and it, it feels much more like home. Like the part of Utah that you were all originally from is more foresty. Hmm. And uh, there you go. That's so a good like, right there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Excellent film. Yeah, nice. Oh, I will pull on you anytime. So <laughs> it's, um, it's like. Mount Tom, and then it goes straight up. Yes, basically. Yeah, yeah you Tom, cut. Yeah, cut the yeah. top off of Mount Tom. Yeah, um, I made it five times wider. Yeah. it's actually humongous. But yeah, there, there is, uh, there is a superstition. Superstition. Nice. The superstition mounds. Uh, it has its own chupacabra. Oh, yeah. super thingy! How about that? Yeah, this is very exciting and fun because the farthest west, farthest west I've ever been is Kansas. Yeah. So one more step, too. and you'll be yeah. the furthest from home you've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas go. City Thanks specifically. <laughs> like, oh, it's a sunflower field. Oh, hey, if you're, if you're not down field. with the Gamgee, you can get the hell out of my house. That's yeah. the wow, that story. Um, <laughs> Sam carried that the, movie yeah. quite literally. Yeah, I've never left the Appalachians. You can get the Sam G hell out of my house. <laughs> As you are uh, having this opportunity to speak with Herminio. Mm. Uh, Herminio gives you his full name eventually, and it's Herminio Barboza is what he says as he shakes hands. Um, those of you who are good at picking up uh, people's ethnicity at a glance, uh, probably a Portuguese guy, which mm-hmm. you can expect from Peralta being predominantly Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Um, he just seems to be an unusually short, kind of round little man. Uh, it's honestly kind of hard to picture him as a hunter. He doesn't seem like he'd be all that adept at it. But his knowledge apparently far exceeds his outward appearance. <clears throat> he uh, was out primarily hunting bears and jackrabbits, selling the pelts to people in town and uh, because he hunts for a living, he doesn't really hurt for food, and he has plenty of warm things to sleep, and doesn't want to go back to town. So do we. We call our temperance. Yes. <laughs> There's not much meat on her. <laughs> uh, but what he's able to describe to you about what occurred here is that uh, the town always has had some high tension with the Apaches, and uh, something happened, um, and, and the people just sort of seemingly vanished overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shortly after, there was an expeditionary team that came in through town and then made their way up into the mountains. And he laid low. He didn't want to be spotted by them. He didn't know them. Uh, especially when he recognized that one of them was a known criminal mm. um, by the name of Arizona Rose. Mm-hmm. And he said, fuck this noise. I'm going to hide in the trees because that's what I do for a living. Uh, they went on their merry way, did something that really stirred up and pissed off the Apaches. And then they, too, seemingly vanished. Mm. And uh, ever since then, he's just been living up here in the hills. Uh, he points out a couple features along the way. Uh, notably, there seem to be these little, like, wind squalls as you're going up into the mountains. Um, something you're used to seeing on the desert floor, but you've never seen at a higher elevation before. Right. And it appears to be, like, miniature tornadoes, basically, scooping up sediment from the ground and <laughs> sort of carrying it around, and these little squalls then dissipate a couple hundred yards up the way. Rings not, of blue fire. No, no sharknadoes. Though. No sharknadoes. Um, no land sharks yet. Oh God, it'd be let NATO. Um, Armenio, uh, do you know anything of a black dog? Black dog? Can't say that I do. I'm beginning to believe that that man was confused as to what he saw before he died. It's starting to look that way, doesn't it? Uh, no confirmation. It says, uh, there's a few more like me who survived up here in the mountains. They're uh, looking to rest for a spell. What, if you feel mommy asking, what do you know about the, uh, Shall we say wildlife that's been infesting Peralta? No, um... Spider-Man and whatnot. Spider-Man and whatnot. Yes, the Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> just for a funzy thing, uh, give me a diplomacy check. Okay. Uh, I'm it's called now. Yes. I'm mad good at that, and I've been talking too. Would you like help? Uh, yes, an assist would be just wonderful, and I do have quite a lot. On the <laughs> yeah, roll. Pop that oh, and you might as well use that uh, Bardic Inspiration die before it expires. You only got ten minutes on it. Y- you're right. <laughs> I took really fast around. Uh, so... <laughs> So that'd be a total <laughs> the micro machine guide just a persuasion yes. roll. <laughs> so a total of 20, 24 with his uh, with his roll his roll there. Yeah, it's being horrific. Um, he tells you, yeah, it's, the paratons are the thing to be worried about down there. He says uh, they travel in packs. When there's one, there's a dozen. When there's a dozen, there's ten dozen. Um, they're uh, sneakier than they let on. You don't want to get into a brush with them. Do they travel single file in order to hide their numbers? <laughs> no miss, they fly. <laughs> in single file, in order to hide their numbers. They don't leave sky tracks. <laughs> they don't want to leave any sky miles. No, va- no vapor trails, turning the frogs gay and whatnot. I don't know why that's funny. Maybe they are, in fact, years or sky numbers. <laughs> uh, uh, the other ones, they're called Ettercaps. 
And uh, sometimes they're up here in the mountains too, but not in the number. Buttercups. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so they're caps. All right. Wrecked them. Damn near killed them. They're uh, kin to spiders. Bring spiders around with them sometimes. And when exactly did they move into the place? About a week ago. Is that the reason why there are no people? No, the people were gone long before that. From what? I'm still not sure. Black dog. <laughs> One dog. Ate everybody. Sea dog. Well, from what... Uh, <laughs> See here. From what little we've been able dog. to find, yeah, that would <laughs> seem to be the case. Every, the problem seems to come back to this black dog thing. No, the no local legends or anything like that? He, um, he sort of racks his brain for a minute and he says, I can't say I've ever heard of anything. The Apache might know. Mm. But they've it. disappeared too, you say? Well, they are still around, but they never made homes in Peralta. This is their land, but they came into conflict with these people. Oh, he sure. said the man was, was a mm. casualty that he got this information from and he could oh. possibly have you know, been... Hallucinating or delusional. Uh, in my experience, black dog could have been a wolf. For all you know. In my experience, talking with the dead is a hit or miss proposition. A lot of them, in their final moments, are confused and scared, and rightfully so. Um, but normally, something said with that much venom and vehemency is is taken by me as the truth. I've spoken with a few dying men before as well, and they tend to spout off because of whatever they're seeing up to the point of death. I don't have no experience. Well, I don't have a lot of experience with real death, just a little death. <laughs> Same thing, really. People usually think. He says, um, the denser the forest, the more <laughs> I believe like they you were talking about post nut clarity. <laughs> and suddenly they want to be townsfolk. <laughs> Isn't that curious? <laughs> They've always liked the structures of men. Provides them shade during the day. And <clears> so, always... what exactly, so, what brought you here? Were you trying to hunt them? No, he says, uh, I come down on occasion to see if there are any traveling merchants or folk I can direct up into the mountains to get them out of the Apache territory. Uh, we, we saw what we believe to be a dragon flying over the town. I took it to be a scavenger, much like everything we saw in the town, a scavenger of the dead. Any dragon make its home around these parts? Uh, give me a persuasion rule. I'm extra This good time I'll assist you. Can I, oh, right. I was going to say, can I help? Or she can, yeah. Somebody can help me. Uh, I know a, something about big lizards. So, let me ask you, does a 26 do the job? You know, it does kind of tickle my pickle. <laughs> um, I would also like it's an insight I roll. That I'm not so good at, believe it or not. A what? Insight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're on your own, dude. Seven. Great. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> oh, you're just a shiny East Coast lawyer. You're like, everyone's super cool in the yeah, Wild West. everybody in the Wild West tells the truth, right? Yep. He says, um, then They call me Honest Bender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds sexual. <laughs> um, he says, I, I don't know anything about a, a dragon, per se. It's uh, a lot of bears. Bears don't fly. Paratons <laughs> really, uh, Dread Queen. There's around here. Baritons. He sort of scratches his pencil mustache. We all did see the dragon, right? Yeah. Not imagining this? At least the silhouette of it, yes. It's uh, quite a tall tale, Mr. Chance. Uh, can I try a persuasion check and just put a little pressure on him and see if... Really? You never heard of any kind of dragon around here? You try. That is a 23. You're a very persuasive party. You're a very persuasive Tits out. party. <laughs> Tits out for Jesus. <laughs> uh, kind of the other thing. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, for you. I'd, I'd be more into Christianity if that was one of its tenets. I mean, you know? he's on the cross. You know, just tits yeah, out. Just split. <laughs> This Sunday, tits out for Jesus. I'll be at church 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll be at the midnight mass. So as you're riding along, uh, you get like a, a flash of something in his face, like mm-hmm. a, maybe a recognition or something like that. You're not really sure what it is because you suck at insight, but <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of other things. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there's definitely Yikes. something going on. You can't quite diagnose, and it looks like he's about to speak, but before he can, he actually turns and he sort of taps Ernest on the knee. And points and uh, directs Ernest around a spot on the road that looks like 
something that would be safe to ride over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he actually explains that that's a, a sinkhole mm-hmm. that are common up here in the mountain. Well, I feel like I should be able to sniff out that type of bullshit, but apparently I'm not built that way. I, I, I don't see anything, so I don't have insight. Yeah. I mean, I'm not part of the conversation. Can I incite the ship? Yeah, you can be all means. As a, as a, as a, a quiet passive observer. observer. Yeah. Ten. That's how shitty we We're bad at this. <laughs> We're owl exterminators. <laughs> uh, <laughs> owl exterminators! <laughs> I, think, I think I'm just relieved that this guy's come to uh, rescue us for now. Yeah, I mean, I'm maybe you through. know what? It could just be as simple as the fact as if he confirmed that we saw a dragon, he thinks that we're dumb adventurers that want to go fight a dragon, and he's not down with that. So, mm. nope, no dragon. No, no, what you're talking about. Goodbye. Mm. <laughs> Pay well, no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, laugh it off. Well, I guess it must have been that black, that darn black dog's doing. <laughs> or so. maybe a giant snake man. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> Imagine such a thing. Maybe it was the devil himself. Well, this is getting too, getting to be too much fun. Uh, shall, uh, Mister, uh, what are the edits? I wrote it down. Uh, Arminio, where do you, you think? Want to. Where would you like to take us from here? It says, uh, as I mentioned, there's a few of us who managed to eke out a living out here on the mountain. Uh, it seems like you could do with a rest. I encourage you to come and, and partake in our tea and comforts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, what that's what we're going with. Yep. Uh, <laughs> not I, not eaten by a dragon? Hell no. <laughs> I know what I am. Renaming the ram. <laughs> tea and comforts? <laughs> yeah, for temperance. Tea, tea and strumpets. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> well, uh, he's less creepy than I am, by the way. I just can't think of what I am, so. Well, from my, ex- and compass. From my ex- extensive notes, uh, I believe that we are headed to Fillmore to catch a train. Uh, you were coming from Fillmore, actually. It's uh, So, a brief recap from that. When you left Utah, uh, you could not travel by train in uh, Provo because you had pissed off the authorities by robbing a museum. So, you fled Provo on horseback arrived in nearby Fillmore mm-hmm. and took the train from there instead. And you All rode right. the train south to Tucson, and you're now going north from Tucson to uh, through Peralta and the Superstition Mountains yeah. uh, to Flagstaff. Yeah, because we have to that's uh, the name that was missing. boomerang around. I was right. trying to look for where we were going. and uh, yeah. The way that the rails work out here, Arizona is not especially well laid out for railways in this time. And there's no railway that goes directly to Flagstaff, even though they are currently building rails in Flagstaff. Mm. Uh, instead, you can travel south like you guys did, go to Tucson, and then boomerang back up north. Uh, or alternatively, if you had nothing but time, you could go east all the way out to uh, Kansas, and then south into Amarillo, Texas, and then west out of Texas to Flagstaff, which is much worse. There's a lot going on there. I don't think. Yeah. Flagstaff Although there's is still a lot of experience mining, points on that trail, let me tell you. That's Flagstaff right. is uh, mining, lumber, and railway. Yeah. Are its three industries, and it's uh, at this point it's a town that basically nobody's heard of. Yeah, it's, it's not so a town small. per se. It's yeah. a settlement. Settlement yeah. camp. All right, then that's, that's I explain that to him. You wouldn't happen to know the fastest way to Flagstaff, would you? He says, um, "I haven't personally been there, but I know what direction you need to head, and certainly I can help you get through the mountains." Well, that'll be just fine. And what do you need in return? Um, for your hospitality. Ernest. <laughs> You're night with your star. horse. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, he says, uh, the people here are are bored and lonely. Uh, (laughs) They want to hear tales. They want stories. They want something to entertain them. And uh, if you could just be that someone in the camp to bring new stories to them, I'm sure they would appreciate it. My friend, you're in luck. I happen to be an expert orator. I haven't heard of you. He, he is very good orally, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he looks confused briefly and then says, uh, very well. It means I'm a very good talker. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> You'll fit right in. Um, and I'm real good with my mouth. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, he, along the way, uh, does a couple things that you find kind of curious about him. First off is he points out multiple of these sinkholes. Mm-hmm. That we don't see. You don't see them. Um, but if you if you ever, like, question him about it. Mm-hmm. He'll, like, toss a heavy rock or something on there, and you see, like, 
Mm. Almost like a pit trap. Like there, it's it's real. This is real dangerous. I Almost think. like a pit trap, or like did he dig these sinkholes himself? Uh, well, can not I do look to see if they're to see if I, they make sense to me? Uh, yeah, you don't even need to roll. You you okay. can recognize it for what it is. That, okay. It's a proper sinkhole. Okay, fair enough. Um, this guy appears to be just a pro at, at dealing with the hazards of the mountains. He's been to the fire swamp. He's killed an R.U.S. <laughs> I don't think they exist. Um, Lightning sands, they'll kill him every time. <laughs> he also was able to point out, like, oh, don't don't step over there because snake nests are over there, and sure enough, there's a fucking diamondback snake that rears up. And, uh, you have to keep your pack animals away from them. Um, oh, yeah, I can help with that as well. <laughs> you can just tell them in snakes to get the fuck out of here. My, my people. Be, yeah, I can just be like, guys, not this horse. Yeah, okay? bruh, chill. This is, this is, this is. Yeah. He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> you uh, say SS? They're not Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, uh, Elku runs becomes aware of some ape-like creatures that are following your caravan. Sasquatch. There's a squatch in these woods. <laughs> Let's go squatching. And uh, if you bring it up with Herminio, he stares straight ahead and says, Yep, already know. Don't look him in the eye. I got it covered. And uh, he, he pulls out something from his pack that looks like maybe an ivy or something like that. Snaps a twig, crunches some of the berries between his fingers. Something goes on, and mechanically what occurs is he's casting Pass Without Trace. Oh. You have no fucking clue what it is, because you've never seen anybody cast that, but uh, that is what's going on. But he says, uh, <laughs> Nightfall's coming soon, and uh, our camp is just over the next ridge. If I can get you to, to speak with my companions, you know, spend the night, we'll take care of you in the morning. Sure. That's sort of deal. Um, yeah, no arguments, he just goes straight up there, and uh, you arrive in this camp, and you see it's a camp that's inhabited by a, a few dozen people, maybe more than that, maybe even more like 40 or 50 people, and uh, it's a bunch of these little, like, lean-tos and shitty canvas tents and stuff like that, uh, very hastily erected out here in the wilderness. Um, some of the more, um, maybe long-term looking ones actually have bear pelts suspended over them to keep the contents warm. And uh, that appears to be where Herminio hangs out. And most of what his contribution appears to be finding pelts for people so they don't freeze to death in the mountains. Um, it's not like Rocky Mountain-type height. It's not that high up, so it's not super freezing cold. But still, you know, in the winter months, it, it gets chilly at night. And uh, the way that this place is laid out is it's this rise, this round rise, maybe 100 yards wide, with the tents all sort of scattered around on top of it. And there are... Uh, Rocky walls that stick out another probably 20 feet, almost all the way around. So you wind up with this big sort of enclosed spot that's safe from the wind. Um, only a couple entrances and exits, so it's easier for them to keep an eye out for wildlife and stuff like that. And towards the back of the camp, there are these little rocky, almost like stairs. Um, obviously naturally occurring, they don't look like literal stairs, but they're built in such a way that there are like human-sized steps that you could go up in height to another clearing that's beyond where the, the camp is really laid out. And uh, Herminio says that from up there, he has a pretty good view of everything down below and uh, can see when people wander into put all the lines in. Hmm. But there are people milling about. It's, uh, it's dusk now, so it's starting to get a little dim. Because you're up on a mountain, you can still see quite a bit of light as the sun's descending below the horizon, but... Uh, it's very one-sided, so you're getting lots of, like, silhouettes in one direction and, like, overly illuminated faces in the other. Um, but you see, it all it takes all types. Uh, a lot of the folks that are out here are similarly sort of Mediterranean-looking humans. Mm -hmm. uh, you see some Irish folks, which are recognizable because they look like you, actually. Yeah. Uh, canonically, the Irish are tiefling in this uh, setting. Um, even a couple elves, which are uh, primarily Asian. Mm. Uh, you see a couple of them sort of milling about in this little camp. Uh, and there appears to be a man who is like a de facto mayor or something like that. Uh, he's got pointed ears uh, and long flowing silver hair um, parted in the middle and just flows over his shoulders. And he's wearing uh, like a big white canvas robe. Uh, he almost looks like clergy. Hmm. And he's sort of walking about the camp and making small talk with the people who are here who seem to be living largely like refugees, which you'd sort of expect given the condition of Peralta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's just sort of going around and checking in on people and appears to have some sort of vested interest in their well-being. And uh, Herminio sort of gestures and says, uh, it's not much, but we like to call it home. By all means, you know, introduce yourself to the people and walk among them. 
they'll be happy to see you among their number, and, and we'll make sure that you have a place to stay for the night. Cool. Yeah, I get all gregarious and start uh, greeting people. Can I just do like a just a general nature check to see if this place sort of makes sense? <laughs> if there's anything weird about it yeah. from a nature perspective? Because I'm a witcher cleric, so I'll fuck it. It's going to be a twelve. Twelve. Nothing in a natural sense. Eleven. Seems Sorry. especially weird about this camp. Okay. Um, you are getting the feeling that insight might be more appropriate since you're sort of gauging the people here more than anything else. Well, I was just wondering if it's like in a stupid place or is it like a, like a clear tab? You don't really get snow in the Superstition Mountains that often. If they got snow, this would be a terrible place to be. But it seems like they're banking on the idea that they just don't get snow here, so it's uh, independent of that. The high stone walls seem to dispel any of those sort of micro-tornadoes that you've seen as you come up the mountain. Yeah, uh, I was actually going to ask if I make anything out of those, or those seem weird. Uh, with your nature check, you don't really know too much about it. You, you've heard that, like, dust devils and things like that. Yeah, but not in the mountains. It's very weird. Yeah, it, it seems strange to you, but you don't have the wealth of experience in the mountains to know. I'll but save the insights until they start interacting, and then I'll fire that off. It sounds like we got some, some heavy shit coming from Alistair. I, I do have I do have something in mind, and we, we discussed Alistair's uh, motivations uh, regarding his pact with the devil uh, previously. Uh, and I'm going to bring up a bit of that here. Okay. Uh, Temperance is going to go over to all the, the pointy-eared folk and sort of... It seems like she's been trending less away sort of from the the, the white half of her ancestry and mm. more towards the elven half. Okay. Um, are you saying anything in particular or are you just sort of like shouldering up and uh, listening into their conversations? or You're just making small talk like, you know... Are you from Peralta? Like, I heard that the entire town disappeared in the night. How did you, like, how did you survive? How did you get up here? So what you're getting is that uh, the folks here who are of elven descent were not Peraltas. Um, some of them came south from the area you assume Flagstaff to be. Um, and they have wandered in this way because they were ousted from the railways uh, and so forth. Uh, one individual you meet is actually an elven woman named Domi Chen. Uh, and she was actually a rail worker who was working not in Flagstaff, but nearby that area, uh, and suffered a crippling injury to her shoulders mm. and was no longer able to actually drive rivets down or anything like that. Couldn't lift anything heavy and was very afraid for her life because she basically had come to the United States to lay rails and uh, was no longer able to do the one thing that she was brought here to do mm-hmm. uh, and actually happened to bumble into Herminio Barboza who insisted that she come out and take refuge in this camp they have outside of the normal constraints of societal give-a-fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's been here for four months now, and she's been comfortable. And uh, just, you know, very gracious and thankful that she has a place to stay where they still feed her even though she can't help hunt. So this camp has existed longer than when the Calamity built. Yeah, yeah, you actually pick up on that, and it's it's not something that had been mentioned before, but it seems like it's been around longer than what occurred below. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Alistair. Yes. So uh, our our payment, our compensation to these people for letting us stay the night is they want to be entertained. Yes. So as night falls um, and the campfires start getting brighter and the air starts getting cooler. Alistair is going to start gathering people, and he's going to tell a tall tale. And he builds it as a tall tale. This is this is a story I heard from a man who made a deal with the devil himself. And I'm going to tell you the story of how a man I know named Eric used his wits to outsmart that there devil and get from him what he needed in order to save his lady love. And he goes on a, a story about how you know, this this man learned where he could track down that there devil, and he tracked him down, made a deal with him, and said, devil, I want the power to steal my lady love back from this man who has taken him unjustly from me, and I don't want none of your trickery. And the devil, who was always a conniving bastard, tried to trick him nonetheless, 
And Eric outsmarted that devil, and I'm not going to tell you how he did it. But he made a deal that was so ironclad, even the devil himself could not acknowledge that he had been defeated. And thus Eric was able to walk away with his power and live happily ever after and not owe that devil one red cent. Why, Mr. Chance, there is no making a deal with the devil. The devil makes a deal with you, and you don't walk away none the happier. At least, not in any human lifetime. I did call it a tall tale, now didn't I? Hmm. And I'm using thermatogy the whole time to use to make the firelight flare up at dramatic moments, or Improving. distant thunder to, you know, Lamp highlight. voice. Yeah. I don't need a microphone. <laughs> oh, well, Mr. Chance. Tell me where Rachel is! <laughs> Mr. Chance, there is a difference between a tall tale and a straight out lie, isn't there? <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> nope. And I'll kindly thank you to shut the hell up! <laughs> uh... At some point, I will whisper to Temperance, Do you want Jed's tale told? It's quite a tale. Depends on who's doing the telling. That's why I'm asking you. And I give you that, uh, that, that sort of nudging look with my eyebrows, I'm like, right it should probably be you. You knew him well. Not half as well as I thought I did, Mr. Williams. <sighs> Ain't no, ain't no happy ending. These people want to be entertained. And that requires a happy ending. People love <laughs> you take it from me, Mr. Williams. <laughs> people do love a happy ending. Okay. Uh, uh, or a bittersweet one. This ain't no bittersweet ending. This is just... <sighs> Hilariously, this was my plan. Is uh, Well, you're talking to your kin... And he's telling a story, and you're tucked right I'm up just, doing whatever you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm just well, I white mean, man, white man. I, you I walk, I walk over to Levi, and I put down uh, a cup of whiskey next to you and offer it to you. Oh, he of course takes it. And then I pull out my tin cup and pour some whiskey out of a brown bottle. I'm prepared and, toast. And I just say, uh, "How'd you die?" <clears throat> Bravely, as he lived. Facing down dangers no ordinary man could face. To do what? To do the right thing. Where once there was a man seeking vengeance, there was, in the end, a hero who faced down some of the true monsters of this world, unknown to most people. He, was he died in the line of duty, died fighting. making the world a better place. He died fighting? Yeah. And if you want to make this extra theatrical, while I, while I start telling the story and uh, putting... Uh, a spin on it. it, not, it Tempers insists there's no happy ending, but I can at least say what happened. If you want to get theatrical, you can have people start to slowly gather around yep. as this this strange man with a gentle voice starts telling the tale of Jed. And I, and if I do see people gathering around me, I would just look around and think, and just for a moment, not so much panic, but just a little delay in the story, which I'll try to play out for dramatic effect. Awesome. If anybody else does come over, I completely don't acknowledge them. I am just looking, yeah. I'm looking you dead in the eyes. Yes, Jeb Burnside was quite the man. Came from a dark place. A place where he was washed over by an angel. A place called Hope's Landing. Where he personally led a unit of his own making into the wilds of the West. It began as simply a a journey for vengeance, what else? How else do these stories start? But along the way, he discovered wisdom, he experienced difficulties, and these people who were just a means to an end became closer than that, friends. Perhaps even deeper than that. And as he fa- and as I, I'll just embellish some stories about, uh, I'll talk about the wyvern, I'll talk about some of the other strange monsters we faced along the way, the almost mythical beasts we've we've looked at. Mm. And through it all, after the vengeance was wrought upon his hated rival from the wars, he began to wonder if there was anything left for him. Indeed, it seemed like the end for Jed. Jeb, excuse me. And it may have been... May have been it after there, for really, what does hatred do but leave a void after it is fulfilled? 
That is the devil's work, after all. The devil's bargain. But no. Through the power of love and God's grace, he found these companions, which led him on a brighter path. The path of valor. And whatever deals he made, whatever <coughs> darkness was in his heart, it was all abated when he chose, voluntarily put himself in the line of danger against this darkness, against Satan's wishes. Oh no, he would not die on that day. He would journey long before leaving a trail, becoming a myth in and of himself, really. Why, it would take the roaring fire of a, of a chain gun to bring him down. It would take many bullets, and I started just saying that, like, like that man, so they say, took 112 bullets that day, just to assign an arbitrary number to it. But even after all that, best you could say was, that all you got, varmint? <laughs> As he crept forward through the writhing serpentine monstrosity and laid the final bullet in its head. Though there was much weeping after he was gone from his friends, from his woman, surely his spirit is in a better place, and his acts will inspire greater deeds from heroes just like him, who may not have had the courage to come out before. Levi, you're a fine storyteller. <clears throat> I wait till, like, the people disperse, and I'm just like, so how do you really die? <clears throat> Wasn't too far off the mark, honestly. <laughs> mm. You know, so me, you know me and I have been friends for a long time <laughs> before I met any of you. I don't know if I did know that. Here's your die, dork. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I tried to... Uh, well, leave out. That's why I tried to keep it a bit general with just friends, companions, loved one. He was the focus of the story, after all. Appreciate that. I think he would, too. Uh, to, <coughs> to Jed. Yep, to Jed. From the stars we come to the stars we return from now till the end of time. Won't ever be a man lacking. And that's the God's honest. If these, if these uh, people enjoy songs, I'll probably just regale them with a few things. Like, uh, like few days. Can't Tom Reedy sing this song? No. Yeah, Tom Reedy has actually got a pretty banging performance. So I'll uh, pitch my tent on this campground. Few days, few days, and I give old Satan another round. And I am going home. I can't stay in these diggings. Few days, few days, Lord, I can't stay in these diggings. And I am going home. And the rest of the verses. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually had a purpose behind my storytelling. Yes. Um, I kind of made a point of playing up the deal with the devil and leaving it purposely mysterious with questions left to be answered because I want to see afterwards if anybody comes to me privately and wants to know about how you make a deal with the devil because whether or not I've made that clear to the party, that's the business I'm in. Okay. Here it just turns all the way around. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> <laughs> like that Mass Effect 3 gift? <laughs> you start vomiting green chutney on the other What you find is a curiosity in it itself. You were pretty sure that was a good delivery. You don't get it. And that's telling. You would expect more. Um, based on your performance, you thought it was pretty good. Um, during your performance uh, and during Levi's performance as well, the silvery-haired man who appears to be, uh, as I mentioned, carries himself much like clergy. He stands very stiffly upright, um, wearing this canvas, this white canvas robe, and uh, observes very quietly, sort of on the edge of the firelight, rubbing his chin as you tell your stories and tales. Whereas most of the people in the camp seem to be more interested in a very human way, uh, he seems almost removed. From the whole thing. He's more observing the people and their reaction than any bullshit you're spinning. Fucking hell. We're um, the worst. <laughs> Herminio has apparently been up for a very long time, and as soon as you got back to the camp and he was convinced that you were safely ingratiated with the people, he vanished to go to sleep. Fair enough. Um, you find that there is another person who is sort of wandering the flock, as it were, 
checking in on people, making sure people are well fed, passing out drinks when tales start being told around the firelight. Um, she appears to be uh, just a Caucasian woman, human, uh, but she has a vested interest in the, the quality of life of the people here and is taking a very motherly approach to some of the folks who are very clearly not her children. And uh, one of the more interested parties for your tale telling is a man who is, uh, he's got very short hair, um, what we'd consider like a buzz cut in our world. Um, and he is sort of awkwardly sitting at the end of a log. He looks sort of uncomfortable, like he'd rather be standing, but if he stands up, it looks like he'd rather be sitting and just like his, he's got one of those sort of tweaks of posture. Fidgety. He's, yeah, he's just not comfortable wherever he's at. Constantly looks like he needs to poop. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not far off the mark, really. In, in a time when people were dying of diarrhea disease, that's actually probably a pretty strong indication oh something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 